0: Major, and You heard about how good it was going to be when you got laid for the first time, and you pretended that you'd already been laid. <laughs> <laughs> of course you <yeah. laughs> did. Because I mean, how could you not, right? Right. Um, but no, they're, they're awesome highway cars. Um, they're decent autocross cars. The turbo. It's kind of fatty, fatty. Um, they're they're good on the road course, um, but to me, where they shine is not is not as a autocross car or as a track car specifically but as a you can drive it around Monday through Friday you can yeah. throw the wife, you can throw the kids in it you can do all of that stuff and you can do the other stuff without hating it at any one of them so what are we in here? we're in a 2001 yeah, yeah. it's a 2001 turbo okay. uh, so the 996 turbos got a lot of press lately far, really I, tons of it like, every day there's an article about these well, stupid cars. It's, it's great, because I I looked at them pretty seriously, I guess, three years ago. Yeah. Um, and you were also looking at, like, R32 Skylines back then, right? Yeah. Um, and dude, R32, the prices on those things have gone through the roof, too. They've not gone down. Well. yeah. I'm seeing, when I looked at them three years ago, they were for a decent R32 GTR. Yep whatever it is, the all-wheel-drive ones. <laughs> Those were, like, low 20s. Like, 22, yeah. 23 bought you a nice one. That's what uh, that's what Kyle paid, I think. 20 or something. When I see them pop up now from the Japanese classics, guys, they're like 32, 33. Yeah, really nice ones are crazy money. Uh, yeah. It's, and, and don't get me wrong, they're cool cars, but I, I had trouble stomaching 22, 23, 24,000 for a 25-year-old one. Yeah. And, you know, tacking another 50% onto that isn't going to help my no, cause. No, Um. Uh, well, in, in the meantime, you bought a Subaru STI. Yeah, bought That's, the STI. That was uh, the last time uh, I think you were on the show. Was we were coming to Road yeah. Atlanta from <laughs> so, Chicago. You yeah. flew up and bought an autocross car in Chicago. Yeah, when your trailer tried to kill us. Yes, Well, <laughs> that, only the <that> one time. <laughs> that weird, like, bump... Uh, like, bump, uh, twist in a, you know, in a, in a uh, bridge. the <laughs> trailer got all crossed up with two cars on it. Oh, uh, yeah. Something about that, yeah, yeah. during the, during the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good times. I was really glad we had a dually that night. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, even from the passenger side, that wasn't fun. How did, uh, how did you like that car? You did a bunch of work to it. Uh, suspension and stuff. that yeah, dude, it's, they're, they're fun cars. Um. Yeah, ended up putting uh, M C S triples on it and fiddle-faddled with it, trying to trying to get it to do everything right for autocross. Yeah. Um, what did that have done? Power, just exhaust and stuff. So, yeah. Tune. It, yeah, it ran in the uh, one of the street touring classes, street touring unlimited. Yeah. So you can do you know, basically tune and bolt ons Yeah. Um, okay. So know, yeah, it made good power, but um, the. Difficulty with that one is that the rules don't allow all-wheel drive cars to do a limited slip diff, so you're uh, stuck, stuck. Stuck with factory diffs. Factory diffs. What if it came with a factory limited slip? You can you can run that all you want. Okay. But but you know, STS did not. They had a factory diff, so they had a torsion front, oh. clutch pack rear. Okay. But the clutch pack rear isn't enough to actually keep the inside rear from lighting up. Okay. So what I found. Is, and anyone who's seen these things autocross has probably seen it before. They get like this weird, lurchy, hoppy, jumpy madness. Yeah. And what it tracks back to is that the cars, if you have any decent sized rear swing bar on them, they're gonna pick up an inside rear, just like a front wheel drive car would. Yeah. And when you go to the power and the inside rear is up in the air, it spins it up and you lose your forward momentum until you slow down enough that it touches down and then you launch off. And you end up with this weird hopping Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and it'll it'll blow things up in the drivetrain if you drive through it. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah good times. <laughs> so this is what good you good. want in your daily driver, oh. auto car. So, well, then it turns into a game of okay. Well, what can I do to keep the inside rear on the ground? Yeah. And you can pull the rear bar, but then you got to do all sorts of wackadoodle stuff to the alignment, okay, or the spring rates to get it to still handle. I, in two years, I think I went through six different rear spring rates, four or five different front rates, like three or four different bars, probably ten different alignments. Two different sets of struts, right? mm-hmm. Yeah, struts all the way around. You had doubles on it when you got it. Yeah, it had um, kind of crappy doubles, but sold those off and got MCS triples. Yeah. Friggin' love MCS triples. Um, best shocks ever. But ultimately, couldn't ever really get it to do everything right. No. It came down to you've got to make a sacrifice somewhere. Uh, it's, just, it's just not going to work. Uh, you got across it a lot, too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I did one or two events a month pretty much for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, and you guys go all, all year round pretty much, right? No, oh, it's Florida. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's the off-season is typically... January okay sometimes December and I mean if you want to travel there are are events down there yeah yeah but did you do any national tours or big events with them yeah did um did a Dixie tour with it right after I got it and had planned to do the Dixie tour and the Fort Myers Pro last year okay but some crazy job stuff happened Um, had to change employers and then change employers again last year And now, I mean, all upsides, all good moves, but just don't have the time to play with cars during the week as far as setup and all that stuff, and then run them on the weekends as much. Yeah, you used to be really active in our group chat. And now now you have a real job. You worked from home for a long time, right? I did, I worked from home for six or seven years. Yeah, yeah. And it was great. Um, A lot more spare time, no time commuting. Shorter days generally, but you know, the headache to dollars are good yeah. for this. But it's just not as much disposable time. Yeah, um, and I've got to commute. I gotta, gotta get out of my jammies every day. So what, what, uh, what caused you to want to go from one all-wheel drive turbo car to a different all-wheel drive turbo car? Um, a buddy of yours, David Ott. Yeah. So, David, when I first started looking at nine nine six turbos he saw my posts on the form that shall not be named that gets named we've named it yeah <laughs> um but on road race autocross he saw the thread that I started basically trying to kind of glean some information on the uh 996 turbos yeah that was the one that was when you for, that was before you bought the STI yeah that yeah. was before I bought the STI um and yeah he looked it over and he's like hey wow that's a great idea yeah and then he bought one and then like just went out and bought one yeah, yeah. His, his is stupid fast, too. You know. It's only like bolt ons in a tune. Yeah. But, oh. Yeah. So, his has probably a hundred ish horsepower up on mine. Yeah. So, you know, kind of mild tune and exhaust, I want to say. We were just, uh, we just left AMP uh, at four in the morning and we're heading to the airport. Uh, but the roads coming out of Atlanta Motorsports Park up by Dawsonville are like the most amazing canyon roads I've ever seen. And you, you, you wailed on it a few times. It's not a slow car. 100 horsepower would be kind of bonkers. Yeah, I do. What? The only place I think 20 really, fast. Well, and what's funny is that on the track, I could probably care less about an extra 100 horsepower. Yeah, yeah. But on the street, <laughs> It'd be pretty fun. Oh yeah, the exact place you don't need 100 horsepower more. Um, but but yeah, so after two years with the STI and actually having to drive it more on the street. I wanted something that was a little bit cushier. Yeah. And I'll tell you the first thing that I went and looked at. was a new Mustang, a new Camaro. Yeah, I remember you talking about uh, that. Yeah. And drove a ZL1. I yeah. know. And you know, I'm not I'm not a domestic guy. i they never so good, though. It it's such an amazing car. So good. Drove a... Uh, it was a ZL1 with a 10-speed automatic. Yeah. <clears throat> What's that trans like? Shockingly good. Yeah? Watching... Is that does, that's still like a regular automatic? Too. Yeah, no, it's like a like a like an automatic automatic, not yeah. a PDK, not a dual clutch, yeah. automatic automatic. And the bonkers thing with it is that, like, with most new cars, they've got like eighteen different drive modes and R mode, and you've got to like do all this crazy wackadoodle stuff to get it to shift how you want it to. Right. This just did everything. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. There's no there, there. I don't recall there being any buttons for it. Yeah. And. They base it, they base the uh, the shift algorithms on lateral G-load, throttle input, and, like, steering input. Not just, like, how tight the cable is between, like, no. like back in the day? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, if you drilled out the uh, the orifices on the <laughs> on the thing that you dropped out if you pulled the panel. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. That's really? how people would tune autos, yeah. They'd change the orifices, oh. or you put a b and shift kit in, which is just, like, a big old cast piece of stuff. No, this... Changes how the fluid gets to the back. This was pretty wild, like, where if you're rolling along and you tip into the throttle, kind of roll it full throttle, and then come back off of it... Yeah. It'll instantly keep it in the same gear and basically let the... It'll use engine braking. It'll be like you left it in whatever third gear. Okay. The torque converter doesn't just open up. Yeah. Really? Not at all. Interesting. Um, It was... I had two kids in the back. Two. I think it was... One of my boys and our daughter yeah, in the back and the dealer showroom guy in the passenger seat got onto the interstate. I'm like, yeah, do you mind if I kind of roll into it a little bit? Left to on so. And uh, he's like, oh yeah, he's like, no, he's like, yeah, roll, roll into it. So I I didn't stab the throttle, but yeah. I rolled into it quickly. It still had all the nannies and traction control and all that jazz on. But... I could feel the back end basically start to kind of walk around. And that was at highway speeds, like yep. rolling burnouts. I'm sure you can do rolling burnouts at like 55, 65 miles an hour. How much power does the ZL1 have? 550, 575? A whole lot? Yeah, a bunch. But it's a heavy car, too. So. It's not a light car. Like, I think they're pushing. The they're close to 4,000 pounds. Yeah, or over. More over. Yeah, so I mean once I looked at those <clears throat> probably wouldn't make the best autocross car stock for stock, but No, no. I mean the the one LE would be less fast but probably a better autocross car. Yeah. Um, but ultimately what did it was I'm cheap. I'm not Dutch, but I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well you're still an old Honda guy. Yeah, well you come from a background of fifteen years playing with shitboxes. Oh, dude, completely. And that's that's what did it, is I'm, I'm looking at, you know, ZL1s and one There's a lot of money depreciation. So like many $100. dollars. Yeah. So I, I went back know. and looked at the 996 turbo, and I'm like, okay, I can buy one of these kind of at the bottom of the market. They started to tip back up a little bit. Yeah. And I know I'm going to get jammed on probably a bunch of deferred maintenance. Yeah. But... Yeah, if you do the engine out, like, maintenance on it, like, people are like, oh, cool, I'll give you $5,000 more now yeah, you, yeah, you there's, sell it. There is legitimate value yeah. to having Especially if you have a good shot Yeah, Yeah. So, it's exactly what I did. Ran across a car that was for sale by a guy on the uh, the forums. His dad was selling it or yeah, planning yeah. to sell it. And you actually found it through that thread, right? Yeah. 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 I got a IM from the guy. He's like, yeah, he's like, hey, my dad's retiring. Years later, you found it. Yeah, downsizing and you know you know, not sure if you're interested, but you know, started talking, had um, a sponsor of Eric Cattil, uh, Auto Assets. Yeah, uh, Eddie there also plays the Grid Life. I think Eddie listens to the show too. Does Eddie listen to the show? Yeah. Dude, uh, Eddie was an awesome dude to work with. And um, did they, they, they? The dude was in Ohio, right? Yeah. Near, Near them. Yeah, he was like two hours away in Toledo. Okay, but there were no shops for a ppi there yeah um, so doing a pre-purchase inspection on these again coming from old busted hondas you can normally have a buddy look at it yeah yeah It'll it runs look. man it's cool yeah exactly yeah yeah might uh, have a blown head gasket uh, yeah pretty sure that's not rod knock don't worry about it nah. Now they all do that yeah oh yeah it's got second gear grind yeah i well, they all do that too yeah. yeah just get some uh Pizzo's synchro yeah. mesh, right yeah. oh exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much oil does it burn? Oh, only a quart every thousand. It's not yeah. bad. Yeah, it's a B series. Yeah, yeah, man, they, they do that. Yeah. So, got this guy to bring it down to Auto Assets in Columbus, and yeah, met Eddie. I think at Gridlife South last year. Talked to him about it. He's like, yeah. He's like, I'll, you know, I can do a PPI. He sells all sorts of high-end, you know, imports. And, yeah, they're re- and they're they're like a race prep shop. They're like kind of a high-end. Uh, Porsche shop and they deal with all kinds of exotics and, uh, and, and then they're also just a regular car dealer but they've got really good techs too well and one of their techs in particular owns a 996 Turbo okay. and does a lot of their 996 work and they do I, don't know, I think you said about once a month um, they're doing an engine out you know job yeah. on a 996 Turbo so I mean they, they know their way around the cars yeah. you're not going to get jammed on labor and all that jazz because because you know, it doesn't take a 20 extra hours. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, got the list of stuff that the car needed. It needed, I don't know, probably 4,000 in work, mainly clutch hydraulics and just, you know, 60,000 mile maintenance. All that my first maintenance because it was 18 years old or whatever. Uh, for real. Yeah, 17. Um, old enough, hey, it's almost legal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so after I bought the car, started talking it through with Eddie, and I'm like, you know, what What else should I look at Well, while we're in there, we did like any of these projects. It snowballs, which it becomes the while you're in there project. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the stuff that it needed gets to be a whole lot easier if you drop the engine and trans. Yeah. yeah. And if you drop the engine in trans, then you might as well. Then you may as you well, well. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Take okay. a look so at you had the. It, yeah, they're kind of notorious for like the yeah. coolant lines be pressed into the block or something, or into their fittings, and then they can blow out. Yeah. Uh, so, the yeah, actual you, aluminum parts. Yeah, it's gotten to be a a bigger issue as the cars have aged. Yeah. Um, and I mean, granted, it was an issue way back in the day. I remember probably ten years ago, yeah, twelve years ago. Um, yeah. Peter Leir and Ian Stewart, I want to say, we're doing like one lap. Okay. And his GT3. I remember that. Yeah, that w- that's what happened to his GT3. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what they do is the uh, there are aluminum, like the aluminum nipples say, that Georgia come out of the engine block. Yeah. They're not pressed in. They're not screwed in. They're epoxied in. Yeah. And heat cycles, heat, age. It eventually, and they're starting to see it on street cars now. Yeah. It eventually pushes the fitting out. <laughs> That's and, a well, and then all of a sudden you dump all your coolant over the back end of the car. Yeah, a Which car that's notoriously uh, super stable in the back end, right? <laughs> well, uh, it's a it's a reverse front wheel drive car. Yeah, yeah. It's like 62. I put it on scales. I think it was like 62 percent rearward bias. Wow. Count. Um, yeah. Not but, bad. But uh, the new tires that you put on, you put on Falken Zinis 615K Plus or whatever. Yeah. So uh, you put what 305s in the back? 15. Yeah, 315s. Yeah, 315s. Um, but yeah, no, I've been really happy with them. Um, I mean, Falcons, for anyone who's been around this stuff for a while, the old Falcon 215s. Yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah, were like the tire. It was the, the beginning of like the 200 tread wear. The hot street tire, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was one of the first really fast ones. It was like the REO 1Rs and that back then. They were amazing. I mean, they get greasy on track and... I mean, Those things I, got really greasy. It kind of sucked, but... Yeah. yeah, They were fun when they got greasy. But they were awesome. I ran across a receipt to them in my email. Yeah. Got them from, where was it? Uh, Vulcan Tire? Yes. From Vulcan Tire? Yes, that's where I got my first yeah. set, too. I got two of five fifties for my 2001 Type R. Yep. And I think the total shift price was like $238. Yep. I remember getting my first set of 14-inch. It was like 195s. <laughs> And I remember thinking but These oh, things are so wide oh, um, And they were and, and, uh, and I think it was 195 shipped for the tire Dude, <laughs> Because so they cheap. were like on, on like a special Oh yeah, yeah. Free I mean, it, shipping or something Yeah It was, it was silly cheap um, but yeah So I went with uh, The Falcons on this There aren't a ton Of different tire options But In the sizes you want Yeah especially the rears It's an 18 yeah. inch And everybody Not everybody But 19s are much more common Okay Um uh, so, it's one of the few 315 options in an 18. Yeah. That's, you did 315s? Three fifteen. I thought you did 305. Yeah, uh, 315s. Yeah. Um, our, our buddies, uh, RS Motors, have like really liked the 615s the last couple of years on one lap. Um, Set some impressive times on track. How did you like it yesterday at AMP? It seems like a great tire to me. Um, I was a little bit concerned about wear yeah. because it's not a super light car. And on top of that, yeah, it doesn't have anything crazy. It's got a street alignment on it, yeah. um, so I was a little bit concerned that I was going to burn through either outside edges um, or that I was going to end up burning up inside edges with, you know, tire spin or something like that on yeah. the, uh, especially on the rear. Um, but yeah, I mean, great wear. They held up fine. They never got greasy. Yeah, um, it was really hot yesterday too. It was like ninety degrees. It was pretty brutal. Oh, that was a really fun day. We did a, we did basically a private track day. It was a member track day at AMP, and uh, Mike Taylor and Tina Finn got married at the track right afterwards. How but cool was that? A bunch of his buddies, and we just sessioned the crap out of a bunch of cars. It was super fun. Yeah. Got behind uh, the wheel of Mike's STL car. Yeah. Um, the hardest car to steer at oh that track. Dude, I'm never arm wrestling that guy. It, uh, <laughs> I don't remember his, you and I raced his other, his last car yeah. with him at the SCCA 13 hour at VIR. I don't remember feeling like it was hard to steer, but this, this car. I felt like I had to muscle that compared to lot the, of that thing. Compared to the old Civic Ford that we were driving. <laughs> like this thing was, his STL car was hard to steer. I almost drove off the track the first couple of quarters because I'm like, I don't know that I can turn the wheel enough it. seemed like it. once, I did like five laps in it, and once I got like three laps in, it's almost like, uh. It's almost like the diff loosened up a little bit. It was a little easier to steer you know because it was it was helping itself turn more. Okay, you I know maybe that's it. Maybe it's maybe it got easier. I think part of it might be his alignment. I don't know. The car yeah. was awesome. His S D L car was super fun. Dude, it's that that is a fast car. What uh, uh, what did you think of your your old Civic Ford or that uh, that we bought back? You know, it's there's a little bit of you know you should never go back and meet you know meet your hero sort of thing. Your old girlfriends. Oh uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> And I did that one time. I didn't recognize her. I tried to hit on her, and it turned out I dated her, and we broke up. <laughs> <laughs> and that was an awkward conversation. Um, but... Was it an awkward conversation with your Civic Florida? Uh, no. It, so, who was it? It was uh, Blake and Mike were kind of bagging on the fact that it still has power steering. Yeah. So you could, it's it, so easy but, to drive. Right. Level. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Mike, you could get in, and you could do a bazillion-hour... <laughs> Stint and you'd be fine because it's got power steering. Yeah. Um, But no, it was. It's a really fun, tossable chassis. It it reminds me of how much easier the Civic is to drive than the CRX. Yeah. So Um, much, especially with the power steering. It's you know I hear this a lot. You know what a difference nine inches makes. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean about cars. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, Trust me, nowhere else. Um, but it was, it reminded me yeah, of, the, like... The, the wheelbase the, is, is it eight or nine inches longer. Yeah, something CRX. like that. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's, it, eight, yeah. it's, it's longer enough than a CRX that you can do things in the Civic that just, you, you can't do in the CRX. But you can also do things in the CRX that you can't do in the Civic. Because Absolutely. it's actually a shorter car. Um, and if you really, really tune yourself into a CRX, they can be unbelievably fast on track. They can also rotate you into walls and kind of not be fun on a track day and stuff. The CRX, to me, is kind of the consummate qualifying and sprint car. Yeah, yeah. If you are up on the wheel, you can lay down some monster lap times until you back it off the track. Yeah. Uh, Whereas the Civic, I built it to be an Enduro car, and it does really well at that. I mean, you can... You can drive it, drive it, drive it, and it's not going to bite. I know Brad got it, like, super sideways several times. Oh, so did I. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when the front tire blew on me, shifting to fifth. (laughs) That was an interesting uh, exclamation point to the end of the day. Yeah, it was the very last session. I was the only car out. It was, like, four minutes to go in the track day. And there's a long left-hand sweeper at AMP, like, really long. Long enough, you like, uh, the Hong North guys were talking about in endurance racing, you like, you almost, the place is, it's like a, it's like a, kind of a bullring, a lot of tons, tons of turns. Oh, yeah. Uh, But this long swing, you just like wedge your arm in to hold it so you can relax for a minute so long. Um, And and, and I'm shifting to fifth right at the end of it. Yeah. And right before where it it comes back to the right to get in the front straightaway, I hear, <laughs> and, and it was fine because I, uh, I was in the left-hand uh, sweeper, yeah. and it was the inside driver's side tire. Cool. And when I got on track, I noticed it was thumping, yeah. and I think Brad had flat-spotted the shit out of the tire, <laughs> uh, and, and I wore it down after like 20 minutes. But uh, and then I turned right to go. Uh, I started and right to get in the front straightaway, yeah. And the car was like, "We are not going to stop this left-hand oh, turn." <laughs> so you know what that? I, I, I know none of the turn names. I know that one. Yeah. That one's beau Rouge. Oh, that one is. That's Beau Rouge. I yeah. really dig that turn. Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. it's the it's like the downhill kind of compression yeah. followed by the fast kind of right hander where the car gets light at the same time. Yeah. So, out of all of the places you could have a tire go out. That was probably the most awesome. It was. Uh, it was interesting, and then I had to do like the longest lap ever, go po-tong, 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 <laughs> all the way around the track, because I just got the start finish almost. you know. Uh, I, well, I, I wasn't sure where you guys were. I figured you'd gone back to the uh, the bed and breakfast. No, it, it no just no, took so me, I left you there. Yeah, it just took me about eight nine minutes to get around the track. My <laughs> well, yeah, God, where'd they go? They must have gone. Well, um, I, I really enjoyed the four door. It was super fun. The, the four door is so easy to drive.
1: I mean, it so was easy
0: shockingly brad said it uh over and over he was like that's the sketchiest sketchiest car that's easy to drive ever <laughs> it was the, the setup felt really almost perfect for that track for fun at least i'm sure you could dial in a little faster yeah but like i had no complaints uh cut the first session i took it out i got a little stabby with the brakes um, in that uh you get that big compression and the you know the and then the kind of the car gets light in the left hander at the top of it yeah um i got a little too stabby coming into that and i got the car sideways and then big old drift around the whole thing and, but it, it the car did so good it was we all drove it it was out there like the whole day so good yeah i think i don't know how much fuel we had in it at one point but we did run it out yeah it's got a 22 gallon cell it's a three uh, three hour range i hear yes FVIR it had three hour range when they raced it uh <laughs> when Blake yep. owned it for <laughs> Crazy Kirk uh, nest Yeah. Three hours Kirk was in the car the whole time. That's awesome. That's a long time at, a sp- in, at like sprint race pace too at VIR. But, but again, the car's so easy to drive that you're not getting out of it having yeah. had to work work. And AMP is a busy track. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a that busy That power steering track. made that car fun. Like, yes. Yeah. I'm sure it saps five horsepower. We should probably put a, put an electric racket someday yeah. instead of uh, instead of the hydraulic power steering. Well, but. Blake mentioned that he <laughs> thinks that the DX power steering pump yeah. is different. Okay. It's less power. A um, little bit less power might be fine. Yeah, and a little bit less I'm fine with. It, but. Uh, dude, it, it was so easy to drive, though. Well, Shockingly easy to drive. The, and it, and it, I think that exacerbated Mike's car. You, yeah. drove, you drove this thing, you drove yeah. that, and then you got in Mike's car and you're like, wow. Real race guys are hard. <laughs> I got in it. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm too old for this shit. You get too old for this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I, I, think I told you the wheelbase on the 911 Turbo. Yeah. Is the same as the CRX, basically. Really? Yeah. It's that short? Yeah. I think maybe you did tell me yeah. that. It's a 400 horsepower, 62% rear ba- bias CRX. CRX. With the engine in the back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's an awful idea. Well. It, uh, what kind of issues did he have yesterday? You, you had just brake fade a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. Boiled the hell out of the throat. That track doesn't have a lot of cooling on, uh, in the straightaways because cool. the straightaways are short. Everything everything was fine until Mike asked about coming out. I was like, yeah, he's like, take me out. So I took Mike out for a quick spin. Yeah. And strung together, I mean, not a lot, but probably you know, five or a half dozen fast laps. Yeah. And towards the end of them, you know that, you know that feeling of when your brakes aren't gone, but you can tell that they're not happy. Yeah, brakes feel good, brakes feel good, and then it's like, wow, that pedal really stretched out a little bit it? Yeah, it's it's the, it feels like they're starting, they're thinking about starting to go away. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll start kind of dialing it back a little bit. Through the O Rouge complex, didn't really carry a whole lot of speed, just kind of coasted down the front straight. Went to go to the brakes and turn one, and it was super long pedal. It was two pumps to get, yeah, uh, to get my pedal back. This thing's got big old four pistons. And, uh, yeah, it's got massive, massive yeah. brakes. On. But it's a heavy car. Well, and to be fair, I didn't even bleed the brakes. Yeah, yeah. So you don't know how it is. probably most of your problem. Yeah. yeah. Andy uh, Andy Hollis <laughs> <Paulus laughs> chastised me on Facebook, asking yeah. me why I didn't already have Castrol SRF in it. Yeah. Well. And I think that that's a fair statement. Yeah. Um, Probably should do that next time. Well, you know, if I you track mean, it again, I, I yeah, will. I mean, the pedal came back, but um, but no on track. So yeah, you know, turn one didn't have a whole lot of brakes, but you know, got it slowed down and it just kind of took it really easy to the next Carousel Complex. Yeah, had even less brakes there, and then to the next hairpin after that, I had no brakes. I pumped it six times, and there was no stopping. <laughs> <laughs> like no stopping. So it was a session over. Oh yeah, it was. Okay. Well, I'm going about 10 miles per hour, 15 miles per hour faster than I can make this corner. So, yep. if I chuck it in and stand on the throttle, it won't spin, and I can make it to the next shoot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I parked it after that yeah. and elected not to take it back out. How did uh, How did your Facebook activities go yesterday? So, sitting around okay. in uh, the paddock. <laughs> Some of us thought that it would be kind of humorous to, you know, post up a picture of a wrecked 996 turbo. Oh <laughs> yeah. And not not say that it was my car because my car was fine. Yeah. But you know, just speculate that hey, wow, well, like you know, track day insurance isn't a bad idea. Cause oh yeah. Totally true statement. No, it, it. You know, track night in America, they've got a hookup where they're actually doing track day insurance for I think their time trials. Yeah. Yeah. So SECAs time trials and for Track Night in America. Yeah, there's been a lot of conversation about insurance lately. So. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know, you know grid life. How many people get insurance for that? A lot of them it's do. Available? It. A lot of them do. I mean, yeah. it seems to me if you're out there and you're at all unsure of your abilities, or you're planning to push it at all, might be insurance. A yeah, the insurance. Idea. <laughs> I mean, I didn't buy it because. We had the sedan there, we had Mike's car there. They weren't going to send it in this car, yeah. No. Yeah, it, it was. You funny. almost did, you lost the brakes. Nah, I felt them coming. Yeah. Yeah, because everything feels great right up until it doesn't. <laughs> um, I got so many messages <laughs> about your stupid Facebook post. <laughs> Dave texted my wife, was like, Somebody crash a Porsche? <laughs> Pretty funny, yeah, it's man. It's just speculation. It's, keep it all top of it. Yeah. So, where are we going? South? Uh, north? Domestic terminal, I don't know. Whatever, I can go to either one. I don't know which one I gotta go to. Okay. I gotta go to uh, United. United. Which I don't know what it is. Okay. Um, but. But yeah. So it's. We're not parking. So. No, that's true. Um. But. But yeah, I mean the car. It was easy to drive. I mean, I had to chase the tail a little bit here and there. Yeah. Because. It came with a larger sway bar on it. Which. Is weird, right? Rear You know, rear engine rear weight bias when you think about it you're like why would i put a big rear sway bar on it to make it more oversteering yeah that is the porsche conventional wisdom yeah um talk to blake about it i'm like it doesn't make any sense to me why would i do that (laughs) that's what everybody does yeah yeah Yeah, he's like he's like because that's what all the guys on the forum say you have to do oh makes sense he's like it's the worst thing to do don't do it i'm like well there's already one on there take it off Put the biggest prop sway bar you can on it. I'm okay. like, oh, okay. for, for reference, Blake works on these things like for a living. Uh, one of the, uh, the premier shops that works on uh, 996's Oh yeah, so. yeah. He he legit knows his way. Yeah, I talked to him for cars. three hours about uh, uh, about the uh, IMS fix. It was kind of fascinating. So yeah, dude. Blake Blake knows his stuff because he works for uh, Jake Raby's shop. Yeah. Air um, cool technology, I want to say, or LN Engineering, or LN Engineering makes the kit, and they developed it with them, I think. But... Yeah. No, right. it, was, uh, it was it was uh, it was it was cool conversation talking about it after you know staring at a couple of them all day. There's a couple of these things at the track day, so. It was, yeah. It was a fun day. But... No, it was an awesome day, man. It it is for anybody who's looking to get married. I think that this is a far preferable style yeah, of do marriage. Do it this way, man. Do it this way. It was uh, it was a good day. I had a good time. And I really like that stupid old four-door you built. Uh, Did the um the four-door it'll be cool to see and I think this is Delta. Yeah. Do you want me to take you to the other one? Mm, sure. Okay. No, I don't have to go to Delta. No. So yeah, let me try to take you to the north terminal. Um but yeah, it's um Wow, this place is packed. It's not, uh, it's not not packed We'll see if I can Google it But I was pretty happy with how the 4-door held up And I really liked how it drove but Dude, the 4-door was great It'll be interesting to see if we can get it out to um, To some longer races next year Yeah Chump car Chump car seems like probably the best fit for it mm-hmm. But I would love to do the chump at uh, Daytona I really want to do that yeah, it seems like Daytona or they've got one, I guess, at AMP also yeah. that they run. Um, but either of those would probably be good fits. Yeah, the I, think, I think if we did some mods and lightened it, because it's an ITA car right now, it's kind of heavy. You know. Well, and I think that that's probably the, the biggest thing is that compared to the faster end of the field for chump stuff, yeah. it's going to get destroyed. Yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't do all that well. No, those cars are getting really fast. But it'd be. I think it'd be as even as it sits right now. It would be. It would be oh yeah. A bit pack, but it'd be fun. I yeah. think it, it would. It would have strengths in its, in its range. You know, right now, but. Yeah, I think that. I think that you could have a really good time with it. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, ultimately, should be kind of why you're there. Yeah. place here this this is a traffic jam here. yeah you may end up having more luck i might just want to get out and figure it out yeah um all right well i'm gonna hit stop on the recorder all right that's fun well, it's good to hang in with you yeah um, dude i'm glad you could bring me to the airport at 4 a.m. <laughs> absolutely not. i apologize about the uh 4 a.m part yeah all right. No all right how do i turn this thing off there we go 35 minutes that's like a podcast there you go <laughs> um have fun driving back to florida oh yeah is where it's at, man. All right. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.